How are you, Elsie? I'm good. I've been busy, you know. I'm preparing for International Podcast Day. Yes. So Lipton is doing a whole event, which is, I don't want to say competitive, but which is different than the actual International Podcast Day event. So I I find that interesting. What's up with that? What? What? Why was that decision made, you think? Well, because um, we wanted to find a way to support the movement. You know, yeah. it's about getting podcasting out. It's about educating people about podcasting. It's about letting people know what podcasting is. It's about creating community. It's about reaching out to people all over the world. Mm-hmm. And we thought like, well, what can we do to do that? And so we came up with this idea of doing like a whole day sort of session because um, it's we've talked about it in the past and I thought, oh, it'll be really nice to do it for International Podcast Day because there's all kinds of ways to participate. So we decided to do it this way. Yeah, it'll be really nice. And so and but but and so anyway, it, our stuff is a little bit more educational. So there's going to be like podcasting 101 and 201. There's oh, gonna how be smart. A, a growing your podcast uh, thing. Um, Rob is going to be doing what he did for us for She Podcast member when he did the the whole um, uh, podcasting with Bostock and Libsyn and stuff. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be doing podcasting from an iOS device. And then I'm going to be doing social media for podcasters, like best practices for social media for podcasters. And so I'll be doing that. And then we're going to be doing a Q&A session with the dev team, with all, like most of us there. Mm-hmm. Now, International Podcast Day, though, you can tell them about the day itself because it's a thing. Like it's a website. You've been working with them as well. So why don't you tell people what that's about? What? International Podcast Day? Yeah. Like, yeah, the actual the thing. The actual thing. So the actual thing, yes, I've been working with them to help um, secure sponsorship. Basically, it is a 33 to 34 international live stream event where they hit um, podcasters from all different countries and they use the hashtag podcast day. And basically, it's to sort of raise awareness for podcasting, teach people what it is, show how cool it is, and hopefully having it at least once a year gets other people interested and noticing what podcasting is so we can raise that number of percentage of people that know what a podcast is, basically. Yeah, exactly. Trying to raise awareness for podcasting. So those of you who are listening to this show probably have some kind of vested interest in helping with that. So you can go to internationalpodcastday.com. And then if you want to get your, I mean, it's never going to be too late. Is it going to be too late when we put this out? No. No, because it's going to be in Monday, the 26th. So there's still a few days. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So um, if you are a person who wants to get your company or business in front of tons and tons and tons of podcasters and people interested in podcasting the sponsors start at 125 and you get a little banner on their website and they tweet out a thank you with the hashtag so if you're interested send me an email not at the she podcast send it to me at jess at jkmagency.com and i'll hook you up there's all kinds say that again let's do it again okay slow down with the email and just tell them where yes ma'am it is internationalpodcastday.com or you can contact me just at jkmagency.com. And that's if you want to get your service or business in front of lots and lots of podcasters and podcast interested people. 
Yay! All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, we're gonna uh, we'll come back to our own Pod Fusion event. I think that would be really great because yeah, um, we'll do. We just talked bit. about International Podcast Day, so we don't want to overdo. So actually, it a little I bit. have a warm up that I want to do with you, if that's okay. Okay. Yes. Because we kind of came in this. So just for a backstory, we just had some frustrating crap going with our internet and cast. So I'm gonna try and change the tone of this show now because we're all serious and down to businessy unless you have somewhere to be Elsie are you in a hurry I don't have anywhere nope I don't okay I'm going to do a rendition of would you rather with you Elsie but it's a disgusting parent version okay okay ready okay here we go would you rather change a diaper that has been so messy that it's come out the back of the diaper and up the neck or would you rather clean out the mystery contents of an old sippy cup? This is hard. Well, you know, you know what? I think that that's really, that's left me like at a. I'd probably do the mystery contents of an old sippy cup because I could wear gloves and I could wrap something around my mouth. I guess I could do that with changing a diaper too. But the change in the diaper, you can't quite get it all. Sippy cup is a little more contained. That's true. You know what I mean? That's contained. You know, it's funny. I used to joke with Scott about preferred poo or vomit. And he prefers oh. vomit and I prefer poo. And that's for the exact reason. Booze. Because vomit I, is not containable. It could go anywhere. Yeah. Whereas the diaper is usually in the diaper and, you know, extenuating area. So, yeah, I think I would prefer the diaper because my gag reflex does not handle sour milk well. Oh, really? Yes. I, I can't smell it without vomiting myself, really. Okay. But I don't know why that's biological. Okay, next question. Would you rather pick 20 plastic little cushy balls out of a kid's hair without cutting it? Do you know what I'm talking about? You know what a cushy yes. ball is? I don't even want to think Those about terrible yes. little tiny plastic balls with pokies? Uh, yes. 20 of them. 20 in an uncombed girl's hair or comb through a lice infestation. <gasps> I think I'll do the the balls. It's a pretty it's a pretty tangled mess. You're right. Or lice is disgusting. I think lice I would is too. disgusting. But they have I get oh yeah, I'm not sure. And then yeah, I'm not I don't know. I haven't seen lice in a long time. I don't think I can remember the last time I saw them. It's been a while. I've never had my kids never had it. I had it as a kid, but my kids never I don't had think it. I I think I might have, but I can't quite I feel remember. like I remember the blue shampoo. And you know what? In the yoga studio where I used to teach in LA, one of the studios that I used to teach, right next door to the studio, they had this special salon. That was just for getting lice off of kids' hair. Oh, my God. What kind and of place was, is that? And it was really cute. I mean, it was really... They did a fantastic job of making it fun. Like, the... the I mean, you could tell... This was like a high-end What end a business salon. idea. Oh, my God. And it was really beautifully... Um, I mean, the, the whole... The decorations were kid-friendly. The seats. It made it super fancy to go get the lice out of your hair. <laughs> I mean, so I was like, it's almost oh. like you wish for lice, which nobody does. Yes. Of course, nobody would say that. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. So um, 88% of people chose picking the toys out of the hair. Oh, okay. And by the way, 76% of people said sippy cup. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I just thought you'd be interested. Okay. Would you rather... 
drink. <laughs> would you rather drink rotten milk that's basically turned into yogurt or clean up the remnants of a baby who has taken off his diaper and smeared it all over his bedroom? Oh, I would probably do the poo. I would too. 82% chose poop. I can't drink rotten milk. I just can't. No, that's disgusting. Why would I want to do that? That's not a mom thing. Like, when do you do that? Like, you you know, you have, like, if your child, I mean, it, you know, if you don't have a mate or anything like that, but if your child did that, you would even have to clean do, it wait up. Wait a minute. Even if you do have a maid, you still can't leave it in the carpet. Well, that's what I'm saying. Somebody has to clean, like, you have to clean it. Like, you, you have, have to clean, to clean it. it. That's right. But you don't, but the other question about drinking the weird thing, like, why, like, that's not a mom thing. That's like some no, weird it's not, like, but the, dare. No, this is milk. It's, again, from a scary old sippy cup. Yeah, but I wasn't going to drink it. No, but the question is, which would you rather do? Well, not that. I mean, <laughs> normally you wouldn't rather do either one. But the, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, but you're saying, but one is you have to do it no matter what, and one is yeah. ridiculous. Okay, I understand. Yeah, one's ridiculous. Yeah, that's like one's ridiculous. Like, what, you're right, what, but you that's, you're missing the point of the game. But yes, you're right. Okay, okay. next question. Would you rather <laughs> be spit up on by a baby or peed on by a baby? Peed. Me too. I'm all about. I cannot stand spit up. No. Um, 81% chose peed. Okay, would you rather fish poopies out of a kid's bath or console a screaming sick sick baby on an eight hour flight. Oh God, that's a hard one. I picked the poo. I think I'd do the poo too. Because you know what? That'll be over super. It fast. would be over. It's annoying, but a sick baby on a flight is so stressful. Yeah, it is. I'd be like, I'd be, it'll be over. And then I could even very quickly share about it. Whereas the other experience would have everybody for days with an issue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Would you rather suck snot with the nose Frida from a baby's face or clean out like an inch long amount of earwax? The nose thing. Yeah. I did do that. It's pretty easy. It's gross, though. But yeah. Now when I do it to Isaac, he goes, yuck. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny. Okay, last question. Would you rather clean up a toy room that looks like it's been hit by a hurricane or clean up two children that obviously got into the finger paint and finger painted themselves, including their ears, eyes, eyebrows, inside nose, hair, down to their feet? Probably the room. See, I'd choose the kids. I'd choose the room because the I kids hate organizing too wiggly. Toys. You know what? I you know why I would do that? Because I could listen to a book or a podcast while I'm doing it. It uh, would be private time for me. Yeah, I guess so. For me, anyway. Or, or you know, when I had internet, high speed internet, I could binge watch any kind of TV that I wanted uh. in my pocket. Gross. While I was doing it. These are tough questions that people people smarter than me need to answer. Anyway, that was 54% in your favor. 46% said they would do what I wanted. And that's it. That's the last question. All right. Well, there's that. <sighs> Good times, people. Good times, people. Good times. Being Good a times. parent. I Speaking think- of being a parent, did you see what happened to me last night? And then we'll get into the podcasting. I swear. Oh, my God. Yes. Go ahead and tell the story because that's ho. Oh. Hilarious. Oh my God. Well, hilarious. 
I mean, not for you guys, of course. Well, so ever since Isaac started school, so he uses Wubbinub, which for those of you who don't know, is like a green pacifier attached to like a tiny little stuffed animal. And he uses it to sleep. And I mean, it's literally in his mouth like 30 seconds. And then as soon as he falls asleep, he forgets it. But he twirls the tag on the stuffed animal in his finger. So he really can't sleep without this particular kind of passy. And um, so it's a what is it called? A Wubbinub? It's called a Wubbinub, but we just call it passy. This is Doggy Passy. He also has Monkey Passy and Froggy Passy. So so Monkey Passy is at daycare because now he has to nap at daycare. So I leave Monkey Passy there. And then Froggy Passy was here in an extra diaper bag, which my sister-in-law took home by accident. So we only have Doggy Passy. So I... We're getting ready for bed. He comes out of the shower. Scott's still in the shower. He, I get him out of the shower. I get him dressed. He's naked. And he has he's naked with Doggy Passy. And he's like jumping up and down on the bed. And he's like, I'm trying to get him to come over and stop putting his finger in his butt as usual. And then like, um. <laughs> oh, my God. They're so cute. But, but. So then, so he needs like kind of like, you know, hugging daddy's pillows. And I'm like, please pee on it. And then. I get him dressed and like Scott comes out, he fiddles with his pillows, puts one over here, gets dressed, whatever. We start to, you know, go to bed. He's very tired because he doesn't nap well at daycare and there's no doggy passy. And I was like, Isaac, where's doggy passy? And I was like, Scott, it was over by you. He had it next to you. He goes, it's, it wasn't here when I got out of the shower. And I'm like, yes, it was. He just had it when he got out of the shower. No, he didn't. I'm like, yes, he fucking did. And you, and I was like, move your pillows. It's under there. No, it's not. He takes his whole side of the bed apart. It's not there. He takes a flashlight under the bed. It's not there. So I'm like, it's got to be here because he literally <laughs> just had it. No, he okay, didn't. Co- okay, before, before you continue, before you continue, what was the thing that happened right before you took him to, you know, the next phase? You know, when this whole thing started, between naked and getting dressed, he was what Isaac Isaac likes to do between drying off and getting dressed is he stands up on my bed and he kind of walks around the bed a little bit. He pretends to fall down a lot. He pretends Mm -hmm. to fall on the pillows. He used to do something he calls, uh oh, where he would shove stuff in between the mattress and the headboard. And then we'd have to reach behind there, squeeze our fat arms behind there and try and get whatever he had, like the remote. That was his favorite thing to hide. He said he would, where's the remote? And he would say, "Uh uh-oh. And we would know that it was in between the thing. Or he'd grab the remote and say, "Uh uh-oh. And we'd have to say, no, uh uh-oh. Don't uh uh-oh the remote. Like it's a verb. Anyway, so yeah, he had the pass and he was kind of jumping and walking around. He was like jumping on the bed and like playing with it. And I'm, you know, situating his diaper and pajamas. And so I grab him by the waist, shove his diaper on, whatever. Anyway, so we're looking for the passy. So this is later. We're looking for the passy. Can't find it anywhere. Take the entire bed apart. Take my bed apart. Take the drawers apart. He looks in his night table. I look in my night table. We look in the bathroom, in the toilet, in the shower, in our closet. Could it be in his room? Look in his closet. You know, maybe he took it in. I said, I, was he playing with it? Like when you got out of the shower? No. I said, did he, did he get down off the bed once you got out of the shower? He said, yes. So I was like, okay, so now I have to look down the hallway in Emily's room and Nathan's room and the bath- kid's bathroom and his room. And we're tearing the place apart. And Scott's asking me stupid questions like, is it in the car? No, it's not in the car. The man, he just had it. Is it in the kitchen? I'm like, how could it have gotten to the kitchen? He goes downstairs. He looks in our diaper bags. He looks in my car. He looks in the kitchen. He looks all over the place. Finally, he puts a makeshift piece of shit one together where it's like he tied like a stuffed animal rat like with a lovey on the end of it to an older pacifier for newborns i'm like he's never gonna take this and he doesn't 
He plays with it. He thinks it's funny. We lay him down to try and go to sleep. It's not working. Dada. And he's saying that, that. And we're like, yes, we don't have that, Passy. He always calls his Passy that. And he's laying in between us on the bed. That, that. And we're like, no, Isaac, there's no that. Lay down, lay down. And he's starting to scream and he's getting angry and he's starting to scream. <laughs> that. And I'm like, oh what, God. what? Where? And then, so then we turn on all the lights back on and I look at him in the face and I go, Isaac, where is doggy Passy? And I put him down on the floor and we start walking around and I'm just following him. He doesn't know where he's going. <laughs> I'm following a two year old. Where is doggy Passy? And he looks at me and he kind of like puts oh his, ha- he like puts his little hands together and he giggles. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no doggy Passy. You have to use MacGyver Passy because we don't have doggy Passy. MacGyver Passy. <laughs> And so then Scott, <laughs> so then we try, we turn off all the lights again. He's screaming again and I'm losing my patience because he's also flailing and he's going to, I know, knock my teeth out. <laughs> right. So I'm like, Isaac, I was like, I swear to God, I'm going to beat the living pants off of him. And Scott was like, if you're losing your patience, just go in the other room. Fine. And then as I get up, I'm like, it was right there. And I slam the door, <laughs> slam the door. God go in his room to try and work and i hear him in there going mommy daddy that mommy daddy that and he's crying and screaming and scott cannot calm him down so i can't yeah. listen to him scream like that because now i know he's sad because i've left so i come back in scott's like are they at the cvs i'm going to the fucking cvs to get more and i'm like just get the green soothies they're called soothies and he was like he didn't even answer me he just went down the steps and I go, did you hear what I said? Soothies. And he's like, I fucking heard you. <laughs> We're so angry with one another, right? So I yell down the steps. I come back. I turn back into my room. And Isaac looks at me and looks up and starts pointing at the wreath, the stupid wreath over our bed. And I go, what? You can't play with the wreath now. What? And he goes, that, that. And he's pointing to it. And the fucking passy is on the top of the wreath. <laughs> like way top above. It's bright red. And I'm like, Isaac, what? What? <laughs> this is like an hour. This was an hour. So I try to call Scott, but that our this one particular CVS has like no service. Oh no. So I take so I said, I said, Isaac, I take my camera, I'm like, show mommy. And he starts put so I take a picture of him pointing. Yeah. And then I go, and then I take a picture of the wreath and I text both to Scott. And in five minutes I get, What? What am I looking at? Fuck. <laughs> and then he goes, and then the next one is whatever. So angry and salty. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, though, but what a, I mean, God, if only the fucking kid could talk. It would really Well, have I think he really did try I mean that the the sad part is that the whole time he was telling you. Not only but that, he, but we couldn't get him to lay down because he kept wanting to play with the wreath, which he does anyway, but he's never been so diligent about it. But we were just like, No, Isaac, lay down. No, Isaac, it's not time to play. No, lay down. <laughs> and he's going, No, that, no. <laughs> <laughs> terrible it's actually kind of sad on on his behalf it's pretty sad but it's also like oh my god poor little thing i know that was but who's gonna think their thing their toy is on the top of a wreath well so what's what's even the funniest part is though that like while i was in the other room since i couldn't work i went on amazon and bought four of those fucking wubba nubs 
$50. And, and I didn't tell Scott because I was still like, I'm going to come in and help. He went to CVS and bought seven soothies. Oh <laughs> He's like, I spent 35 fucking dollars on these pacifiers. I'm like, I just spent 50 on Wubbinubs. So we should be good. <laughs> that little stinker. Oh, my God. And those Wubbinubs are so cute. They are really cute. Yeah, yeah my girls public. didn't have any of the – I mean, they had – they did have – we tried. We actually tried. Like, it was – at first, we're like, oh, they're not going to have any pacifiers. And then we're like, give me something to make Yeah, I stop. mean, it just helps You know, and then I tried. Mm-hmm. I, I really tried. Maymay did want nothing to do with it. She would play with it, like, as, in, as, it, as if it was some other kind of toy that you didn't stick in your mouth. Like, yeah, she didn't yeah. stick <laughs> it in her mouth. And he has May- tried to stick it in his belly button, so there's that. Oh my gosh, there's that. They yeah, stick it in then- other areas. Yeah, my sister's kids are so addicted that like, and my sister actually, my sister at age four, we had to have a funeral for hers. She didn't have the like the animal on the end, but she would have a baba. They call she called a baba one in her mouth and one in each hand at all times. Wow! Like until yeah, she went to school, my that. mother had to like have a ceremony and bury them like a dead goldfish. And then Dana, when she grew up and had kids, all three of hers, actually, no, Fiona sucks her thumb. But the other two, she cut all the nubs off and then hoping because they all have like a little bit of buck teeth like her, like she did. They're all going to need braces. It's official. But like Clara found it. She didn't care that Dana cut the thing off. She stuck her finger through and sucked on that. Wow. Yeah, they're addicted. They got a passy yeah. problem over there. They have a passy problem. Yeah, I don't I have a passy problem yet. He uses finger. it like 10 minutes a day. Five at nap and five at night. That's it. Yeah. It's yeah. just like just the initial thing, sort of like a teddy bear. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Thing. Anyway. All right. Now anyway. we can start the show. Holy We've cow. Wasted all right. Time, so you know what? But I want us to go. St- what? What happened? We wasted 20 minutes. That's all. Oh, okay. So we have new advertising stats. So we we're going to go straight from kids and passies to advertising stats that we did not really talk about last time because you gave us the rundown. So Right. So last time we talked about what the upfront was like. And during the upfront, they um, – so the IAB teamed up with Edison Research to do something they call a podcast advertising study. And um, they call this share of ear, which is basically a little bit about the podcast consumer. But they added – like we have this already from 2015, but this year they added some questions about how people feel about podcast ads specifically. So a lot of the information is exciting, but not really new. And if you want, I mean, I don't want to take up the entire, you can talk about it too. I mean, no, you can go, go ahead. Go, you go. I have other things I need to talk about, about this anyway, but yeah, okay. you go ahead. All right. So for example, Last year, they asked the question, are you familiar with the term podcasting? 49% of people said yes. This year, 55%. So that's good. And just so we know who they talk to, it's like 8,000 people, sort of like men on the street. Or maybe it's a certain age group, I guess. And then what they do is they compare it to the U.S. population. So, for example, it'll say if the U.S. population 55% – sorry – 31% of the United States population is in between the ages of 35 and 54, but 34% of the podcasting population is that age. Or like, Mm -hmm. I mean, and so another example is like, okay, 28% of the country's population is 18 to 34, but 38% are podcast listeners, 18 to 34. Does that make sense? 
Did yeah. I explain that right? Okay. 56% of podcast listeners are men. 44% are women. What is the device most often listened to? Last year, 36% said they listened on a computer. 64% said they listened on their smartphone. This year, that has grown to 71%, which is amazing. So It's amazing. and uh, so I mean, sorry to interrupt, but now like in, in the latest episode of the feed, Rob just gave us some stats for last month. So for August, for Libsyn at least, the consumption in terms of user agents has gone up to 78% now. It's amazing. That's insane. Okay. Well, it's insane considering that two years ago that was only like at 57. Yeah, that's Just true. two years ago. It's crazy. So if you ask the entire United States population, do you follow companies and brands on social media? 28% say yes. However, if you ask podcast listeners, 47% say yes. And that... Whoa. That's a big deal for advertisers that you know that if you have a show with 100 downloads, 47 of them are going to follow a brand. That's great. Okay, so now we have share of ear, which is what and how are they listening? So people listen to audio, all audio, an average of four hours a day. So how are they breaking that up? And this part is a little bit, I'm gonna have to explain this part a little bit. Okay, so first, let's talk about the United States population. As a whole, the United States population only listens to podcasts 2% of that four hours. Half of the time they're listening to AM, FM radio. And then the other half is broken up by stuff they own, like MP3, CDs, digital music. Some of it's streaming audio like Pandora. Some of it's Sirius XM. Some of it's like the TV. Mu- Even TV music channels, those bullshit channels, music choice that give you like party channel or whatever, like you turn on your TV. That yep. even beats podcasting. For oh my God. No way. That's, that makes me sad. 5% of people listen to that. Only 2% are listening to podcasts. However, ask the same question of podcast listeners and they will tell you that the majority of the stuff they're listening to is podcasts. So even if the rest of the population is not doing it, the people who do do it are really only doing it. So that describes a crazy amount of loyalty. So basically, of the percentage of people who do listen to podcasts, 32% are listening to that, 25% AM, FM radio, and then their own stuff, and then Pandora, and then Sirius XM and TV music. So that's pretty significant. 36% of all Americans listen to audio on a smartphone every day. I don't know why that anyone cares about that. Okay. And then share of ear. Those people listening to audio on a smartphone, most of it is their own stuff or Pandora, Spotify, etc. And then only 7% is a podcast. So that's kind of sad. Okay, now moving on. Okay, so here's the advertising study. They did 953 online interviews. They are all current podcast listeners, and they're all 18 and older. This study was conducted in August of this year, 2016. When asked, how important is the ability to listen to your programs whenever you want? 76% said very important. The ability to listen wherever you want, 71% said it's very important. The ability to listen on demand, the instant you click on them, 70% said very important. The ability to listen to content you cannot get anywhere else, 58% said that was very important. That's kind of amazing. They want it to be super exclusive, like a club. 
like a club. But at this, you know, but I, I wasn't surprised by that because I don't necessarily listen to podcasts because it's the only place I can get them. Yeah, that's, it, the yeah. first three things that you mentioned are so important to me. The first three things are kind of dumb questions. If you're listening to audio on demand, of course it's going to be important to listen whenever I want. That's what on demand <laughs> is. And wherever I want, same thing. No, I, I want to be able to listen whenever I want, but only in my car. Well, you know what they should have asked? And this is going to kind of take us into later on in the conversation. I think we're yeah. going to talk about this later. Yes. What they should have asked is however I want. Well, they already can do it however they want. No, 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 no. But there are, but the, the advertising space right now, one of their biggest things, especially with a couple of companies, especially one that's actually coming to mind right away, is that they want to dictate where you listen to it. Well, they're very or foolish. How, or how you listen to it. Very foolish. So. So this is important. Yeah. Yeah. So there. Yeah. Okay. So. How much do you agree with this statement? These are my favorite statistics. The products and services you're learning about in podcast ads are generally relevant to your interests. Seventy percent said yes, they are relevant. Yay. Yay. You are willing to consider products and services after you hear about them on podcast. Sixty five percent said strongly agree. Yay. Sixty five percent said they're willing to consider stuff. After learning about on a podcast, 63% people say your opinion of a company is more positive when you hear it mentioned on one of the podcasts you regularly listen to. Let Boom. me say that again. 63% of people say they feel better about a company if it's mentioned on a podcast they like. I just mentioned, I, I mean, I actually made another purchase. I, I, I'm su- substantial to me is like anything over 20 bucks, you know. It was a $50 app. I just went and... Let's test this out. Up. Let's say I mentioned Hustler Magazine. Oh now, my God. I want you guys to break. all tell me, do you feel better about Hustler Magazine or not as good? No, I'm just kidding. I'm joking. Give me a break. I'm just kidding. But no, I mean, it stands to reason. If you prefer, I mean, if you trust the host, you're going to trust that they whatever they say is, you know, worth looking into. Yeah. When price and quality are equal, you prefer to buy products from companies that are advertising on the podcast you listen to. 60% agree. Whoa. So if you hear about Annie's Mac and Cheese on a podcast, but you already buy Kraft, chances are you're going to hear about Annie's Mac and Cheese on She Podcast and then go buy it. Yep. And by the way, the only one I like of Annie's are the little shells. So if you are going to do that. There you go. Okay. That's why my hunter likes those. They're delicious. They are delicious. Okay. How much do you agree about this? You believe the host of podcasts you listen to are actual users of the products and services mentioned on their program. 52% agree. Now, this is where this stat in particular I felt a little nervous about. Because as a seller of advertising, you know, there's a huge responsibility. If half the people listening think that my podcasters are actually using the stuff, then you have a real responsibility as a podcaster to use that stuff because half the people think you are. So don't sell something you're not familiar with because half the people out there think you are familiar with it and they trust you. That's the point is that they trust you. And I've actually been having some, actually, this actually brings up kind of a funny scenario, not to go off track, but like there's these two products I'm having a really hard time getting podcasters for and they're very excited about 
online advertising. One of them is a podcasting host. So they want to talk to podcasters, but most of the podcasters I know host with Libsyn. So then they say, well, you don't have to actually host with us, but we have these other products that we want to put out to podcasters and we don't care if they don't host with us, but we would like them to talk about these products instead. And I'm still having a hard time because the podcasters are just like, but I don't host with them though. And I kind of agree. Mm-hmm. But so I'm ha- anyway, so I'm having a hard time placing them. The other one is an at-home STD kit. Oh. And they're looking for millennials and the elderly. And so I've been having a hard time just because, well, first of all, because of this probably. Because no host wants to be like, if you're not sure what you did last night, <laughs> do what I do and try my STD home kit, which is not the name of it. And especially with the old elderly, the last, <laughs> could you imagine that conversation? <laughs> hey, Jess. Remember that night, like, if we're older, like, if we're in our, like, 70s? So we had a really good time, Jess and I, last night. You're laughing, but apparently... (laughs) So this is what's funny. This is what's so funny. The guy who, when he said the elderly, I was like, oh, oh. And he said, well, (laughs) he said, you know, those living um, residences in Florida are a hotbed. And I was like, that's a shame and yet somehow oddly comforting. Okay. And then, so anyway, I finally, this is so funny because I found a show yesterday about Medicare and she's willing to talk about this product because even though they might not be listening, their kids who are taking care of them are listening. And I was like, oh, so you don't mind? She goes, well, my show is about, you know, medical, for, you know, medical show for people they age. And she goes, you know, these, and she must live in Florida. She goes, you know, these assisted living areas in Florida, they are a hotbed. And I was like, yes, <gasps> I've heard. Oh, my God. Well, maybe you should do a little bit of research on to see if anybody's doing a podcast from those assisted living places or is focusing on that. Yeah, that I'm be sure that Pop-Pop Morty is talking about all his conquests on a podcast. Yeah. But you also see how incredibly powerful it would be if you find the yes. right fit. I've got to find the and, right fit. But yeah, the point the right is, fit. Anyway. this is probably why I'm having the problem. If 52% think that the hosts are actual users, then that's a problem. Who yeah. I have to pick people who are like either promiscuous. No, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Or medical doctors. It's really about the medical doctors that they recommend it because they're talking about medicine. That's who I'm focusing on. But anyway, it was just a funny story that had to do with that stat. Okay, the next one. The products and services you hear or see ads or sponsorships for on podcasts are ones you personally use or purchase. 44% say they agree with that. That's not really such a bad stat. It just means that they're always hearing about something new is what I take that to mean. Right? All right. The stuff you hear about are things you already use. 44% agree, which means 60% said no, which means... I mean, think about that. It could also mean, since this is Edison Research, that they are – and see, this is another thing I think you and I are going to talk about. It also means that they are putting the wrong ads on the wrong shows because they are putting Squarespace on two dope queens, and that's stupid. So I think cor- that that's the that's the problem. It's a because huge problem. It's a huge problem, but and we discussed this on the last episode too. But it's so hard because it could be you as in like the independent podcaster like us, or you as the larger network are looking to fill your advertising slots, and you as the the producer is really just looking to fill those slots. You're not really being discerned. You're not discerning, oh, this is not going to work. And then if you're something like, you know, part of a larger network, like two dope queens, let's pretend, 
they're not making those decisions. The network is making that decision. No, they're not. And what's sad is that like, but even Squarespace, like you would think they would be like, okay, I really just want to hit entrepreneurs, not young black women from Queens. So like, although maybe that's a demographic that they want because, you know, Squarespace, I believe is yeah, New York. Squarespace is a, a bad New example. York company. I mean, I mean, I'm just saying that. I there's heard a, a possi- MailChimp ad on Dan on Savage Love, though, which is like a quintu- yeah. It's like a sex Q and A. Actually, this product would be better for him than Square than Squarespace or MailChimp. Like, you're not listening to that for that purpose. I just feel like yes, I mean that's your demographic, but spray and pray is not a good enough um, strategy. I don't think spray and pray is a good strategy. I think a strategy is what you listen if they're let's just say they're spending 10,000 a month on Dan Savage. I can take that money and put it on five shows that have half the amount of listeners and give them twice the return. It's sad. I know. I think at this moment that people aren't really thinking that strategically as of yet. And also their expectations between advertisers and the truth around podcast numbers they're not willing to open up to smaller to smaller venues to smaller deal if you will i'm going to start getting i'm going to start a campaign that says half the cash twice the return and that see sounds if, great. and see if i can't actually deliver that i think i can I yep. just need one advertiser to try it. Okay. No, I mean, I have advertisers to try it, but I want to do that particular, like, t- I want to do a comparison with what they spend at mid-roll versus what they spend with me and what the return percentage is. I'd like to know. All right. How do you feel about this on podcasts you listen to? This program brought to you by 61% said you don't mind them and occasionally find them useful. How do you feel about this? Mentions of products and services discussed by the host. 55% said they found it useful. How do you feel about pre-recorded advertisements? 34% said they didn't mind them, which means they like the host reads better, which I already knew. And then which of the following actions have you taken as a result of sponsorship and advertising you've heard in podcasts? 45% have visited a website. 42 considered a new product. 37% gathered more info about a product. 29% read a book. 28% used a promo code. 27% watched a television program. 26% watched a movie. 25% purchased a product. That is pretty good right there. That's nuts. 20% 20% visited a store or location, 18% purchased or downloaded something, 17% recommended a product to other people, 15% attended a performance, 9% switched to a brand, and 8% purchased a product for your business. So that's interesting. That's nice. Some good stats. I wonder why it starts at 45%. Does that mean that the other 50 to 91% of people just do nothing? I guess so. Possibly. All right. Well, let's try and raise that, shall we? And that's it. That's it for advertising studies. So overall, promising information and I think better information than if you were to survey people who listen to radio advertisements i don't think you would get those same results i know i totally tune out whatever commercials i hear on the radio they're ridiculous and they're really 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 fast and intrusive yeah like they're in and out and then you're like whoa and sometimes like they're really badly placed like there was another one where um it was for um is is it called penile dysfunction is that what you is that is that erectile 
Erectile. That's what it is. Okay, erectile. I think penile dysfunction is just a generally dysfunctional penis. (laughs) Just it won't pee or look pretty. But it's like, you know, in the middle of the day. I've dated some people with penile dysfunction. (laughs) As as we're, you know, as we were in the van, like going into Uh, town in the middle of the afternoon, there are these like really clear ads for erectile dysfunction. And it's like, I was like more, it's like, I, I, all I, I do not want my girls all of a sudden Hunter to go like, mama, what is erectile dysfunction? Or penile. You can or just penile. tell her penile dysfunction is if it just like, like sticks straight out, but won't go up or down. Still though. You can tell her that. I don't want to have that conversation. I don't want to. Why? It's there's know, so much. Right. It's like what? It's a shame. They shouldn't and play so, that during. Yeah, that's bad. And it was, and and the thing is, it's a really, it was a really well done ad because it's really you hear everything. And... Do you hear it going? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can you actually hear the dysfunction? No, you can't. No, and of course, and the thing is, it's so no, but this is the deal: is that the woman who's reading it is one of these. It's she is, you know, the <laughs> the woman who is 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 she, because it's a woman, right? She's she going, sounds womp, like she's womp. reading. No, no, she sounds like she's reading one of the most incredible, oh yes, fairy tales that you've ever heard. Have you ever and noticed? Yes, then. You know, and then you're like, so it sounds like it's some kind of right. really great bedtime story. Yes. And then it's erectile Not. dysfunction can happen to yeah. you. Exactly. So you then know, if you're following the story, then you're, of course, for somebody that you hear these vocabulary terms and you're like, erectile dysfunction. What is that, mama? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. You know, um, have you ever seen the, oh, you don't watch it that much TV, but they have some commercials for viagra and it's always like a really sexy 45 year old woman because they can't make her too young or it's pervy and they can't make her too old because no one's getting it up i guess is what they're saying and so the woman is like just old enough to be old enough for a 65 year old man without being embarrassing but young enough to still look hot as all get out so like slightly older than like giselle bunch and so like maybe like a carol alt type Mm -hmm. you know like i don't know if you even know do you even know who that is Yes, I do. Okay, just curious. So, yeah. So, I just always think it's funny that the women they pick are just like these, like, almost old, but not quite old ladies. It's funny. It's such a delicate balance. If you have a Viagra problem, you've already got an ego thing happening. So, we better give you the possibility of the hottest chick we can find without making people think that's your granddaughter, is I guess what they're saying. Anyway. I think that that's what is that, yes. But but they've been putting some pretty nice 65-year-olds. Um, <clears throat> but <clears throat> let's have our last conversation because we're not going to get through all of our stuff. Actually, you know what? Wait, our last? Let's do some tips. Let's do, let's do some tips before we come back. Wait, should we talk about team podcast? Yeah. Let's do team podcast right now. Speaking and then of talk some pervy tips. 65-year-old men. Just kidding. What? Just I know because kidding. of I guess the location, the location. Oh yeah! Speaking of Florida and STDs, I know <laughs> Christy Hausler lives in in the Keys. I believe does she not? I believe in so. Key West, yeah. yes, she does. Okay, but that's not. She's neither perverted or a sixty-five-year-old man. She's a lovely forty-year-old 
Southern lady who lives in the Keys. She has a company called Team Podcast, and they are going to help you take care of all your extra to-dos on your podcasting list. They help with show notes. They help with editing. They help with social media. They help with blog posting. Anything that you are doing that you feel like, oh my God, this is the worst part of doing my podcast, they can take off your hands. Check them out, teampodcast.com. Do not wait. Your life will be so much better after having called her. Absolutely. And then come into our show notes. There is a direct link right from there and you can start the conversation right away. Back to school. Get some of that stuff off of you and start with Team Podcast today. Yeah. So Elsie has tips, but she has not shared them. Elsie's Tool Tips. The first tip here. Well, actually, the first tip you shared with me, and this is simply kind of like a dream type of tip that's so, so kind of a little bit of a joke. Is it don't play leapfrog with a unicorn? No, it is lie down. It's the lie down desk. That that is a good tip, though. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. Yes. The lazy, the laziest, the best thing ever. Lying down laptop stand. Lie down. Let me just clarify that. Lie down. Lie down. As in head on pillow, staring at sky. Yes. You basically have to put your laptop in a (laughs) seatbelt and hover it above your head. So would have want this? It says, make technology cater to your lazy lifestyle by using the the lying down laptop stand. This unique stand features an adjustable frame that lets the user regulate the angle of the stand in order to provide an optimum viewing experience while remaining in total comfort. You know, this is a really good idea in theory, but how many people mount their television over their head in bed? Zero. Right. Who's going to work like this? Eventually, I mean, you can't. First of all, it's nice when you can work and like drink or eat. You're going to have to take off the laptop tent to sit up and swallow even. It's kind of actually, now that I think about it, sort of dumb. But... If you're sick or like, for example, at night, you could totally do it and it would work great. I'm just now I'm thinking, like, could I do this all day? Because it's kind of the dream to lay down. And I was like, well, if I had to eat, I'd spill it all over my face. Yeah, you'd have to. Like, it's hilarious. So you guys go check it out. It's $58. If you're if you're lazy and oh, they also wait. They also have a hands free iPad stand that will hover over your face like a hospital bed, (laughs) like a hospital. Look at this. Do you see this? No. Wait, if you scroll down the link, wait, there's more stupid shit. Wait a minute. What about the one that's um, sit, stand, lay down workstation? It's a lazy boy that will (laughs) mount your computer. (laughs) Sorry, this one's $5,000. It will mount your computer in front of you and you can like recline and work or sit up and work or stand and work. But it honestly looks like you're in a perpetual dental chair. It's like a dentist chair that you have in your yeah. Do you see oh, it? I see. Oh my god! It it's is a perpetual dollars. dentist. It is. <gasps> it's a so sit good, stand though. lay down workstation. It's so. But that seems like yeah. That's crazy. It's great. I think it's. Cool. Oh my god! That's Wait, insane. They also have a self defense nightstand where if you have a prowler problem, <laughs> you can take the top off of the nightstand and use it as a shield, and then the bottom part is a baseball bat that you can club people with. This Wait, website who has says a table with nothing on it. This website is great because it's this is why I'm broke.com and it's perfect. Because <laughs> oh it God, is it, why. Yeah, it's got all, all kinds of funky stuff. 
That so is crazy. Oh anyway, God, check out the lay down laptop stand. You could probably even get a boom arm and just lay there and podcast. It would and be lay great. Th- exactly. That would be the lay down podcasting thing. That would be hilarious. And I'd like to try that. That actually I would like to do and have a stream live. I think it would be hilarious. Speaking of but, that, wait, speaking of that, what? I just thought of a new um, segment for our show. Oh, you did? Yes. Weird and wild podcasts from around the web. That would be really fun. I'm going to start because I found one and I know, I already know you're going to know about it because I can never, ever trump you. And I think I probably won't know about it. The Sleep With Me podcast. Oh my God, I do. I told you. I was going to tell you. I told you about it, you dork. No, you did not. Yes, I did. Oh my God. I'm in love with this man. I sent you his promo. I'm in love with this man. (laughs) Does he listen to our show? He can't. I don't know. I don't know. If he did, dude, don't ever send us audio feedback ever. But but like, I love him. I love listening to him. I would never want to be in a conversation with him, but I could listen to him ramble all night. I fall asleep to it now at least three times a week. I started donating to his Patreon page. He is making $6,800 a month with his Patreon. Why aren't we doing that? Oh, my God. So um, it's awesome. Shepodcast.com forward slash Patreon. But anyway. He did, he did send us his, um, but it's so hard because it's really hard to understand what he's like. He, we have a new segment on the feed um, that's called Why Do You Hate Us? And what we've been asking the podcasters to do is to record their one star or two star reviews. So they'll have to go into their own iTunes and they record and then they send it to us. Okay. And then they tell us how they felt about it. So I love he actually, this idea. So then he sent us to it. It's gonna we're gonna play it. But what's so hard is that he does it in the voice that he does it in the podcast. That is so, his voice, dude. <laughs> Listen to me. Wait, I gave him a dollar on Patreon, uh-huh. and he has a thank you video, and it's not different. The thank you video <laughs> is literally like. First of all, I just want to thank you for, for you know, su- supporting our podcast. And, you know, this is kind of weird because, like, I want to look you in the eye and say thank you, but I'm not sure if I should look over here or look over here, but I just want to look you. I'm just going to choose over here and say thank you and look you in the eye because it's important to say thank you. <laughs> like, it's all tangent all the time with this guy. <laughs> he he. It's just the way he is, I think. Yeah. He says he's so- adept at being inept. <laughs> so funny it's true so the sleep with me podcast sleep you guys with have me to podcast. go check it out yes especially if you're really out. wound up and you really kind of just want to relax and then yes. or have a voice in the so background good. and you just kind of want to have the he says noise. it's a virtual blanket fort and it really is so and he sits yeah. with you in it do you have any weird wild stuff you're listening to or no not weird. not no because i usually don't end up well no i haven't come up with anything very specific i've been writing a bunch of podcasts down that are like really interesting to me that i'm like oh that's neat. It doesn't, it's not for me, Tell but I'm like, one. Well, Tell us one. Well, I have to, I don't have, I have them write, written down in another notebook that's All not right, here and I'm not going to go look for them right now. Okay. But let me give you another tip. This is another tip that I found for myself. So it's a ball and your thinner eminence. Do you know what that is, Jess? Like the thin me that's inside the fat me? <laughs> 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 what could it be? Am I wrong? I guess I'm wrong because she's yes, laughing. Yes, you are. You are totally wrong. Okay. What is it? Is, <laughs> what is it? It is the thumb like connective tissue and muscle tissue that's like right at the root of your thumb that goes all the way to the middle part of your palm. Like um, like the, the fleshiest part yes. of the root of your thumb. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah. And so a lot of the time. It's like a pocket. It's well. If you're old. (laughs) Oh, my God. So it's like the root. It basically is the root of the thumb. Yeah. And I, because of my constant addiction to my phone and a lot of stress that I have and a lot of using of my laptop and not enough, you know, being out in the world and doing stuff, I've been experiencing some kind of like repetitive like motion pains, you know, RSI type issues. And, and I was like getting this in my thumb and I kept rubbing it and and trying to let it go. And, And with my training in yoga, I know that there's a lot, there's a lot that starts in the back of your heart, like at the back of your chest, not like heart as in like your, your heart, heart, but like the, the connective tissue that's in the back of your shoulder blades, uh, is a lot of the root of the problem with, with all, all these things. Right. And, um, so I know that it was related to my neck and my shoulders and whatnot. And usually what I do is I work on the shoulders first. Usually that's kind of what I do, the neck and the shoulders. But this time I decided to do some work on the, on this, this part of my hand. It's called the thinner eminence. And it was by one of the teachers slash friends that I had in LA. Her name is Jill Miller. And I used to take her classes way back in the day. She was amazing with like anatomy and stuff. And she has this whole thing called the roller ball. Is it the role? I don't know. The role model. The role model is her book. And she works with balls and she rolls with things and stuff. So I just, I found a video on her Instagram page where it was like basically just showing me what to do with my hand in a ball. Mm -hmm. And I did it. And I kid you not. Well, I did that. And I also rolled on my back for a little bit. And I just let the ball sort of like deal with all my knots. Mm -hmm. Within two days, I had no pain like at all, like zero pain. Like oh, zippo that's amazing. And so I was like, what the heck? So I released all of this tension just because of this root of the thumb part. So I'm going to put a link in the show notes, guys, so you can check it. Actually, Jill, it, there's a little video in this in this article. I kind of searched for it because I didn't want to give you the the um, the Instagram page because it doesn't give you as much interest uh, information about the thinner eminence, which is like this whole part of that a lot of us are suffering from pain from. Because of the thing, we're using our thumbs so much. Mm-hmm. And um, so anyway, I just had to put it in there and share it because she's really, really good. And it was really awesome to be able to do that. But I wanted to really quickly before we close up, because we've been going now for almost an hour here, the new podcast guidelines from the IAB. And by that, I'm not talking about like... Uh, stats, but really guidelines to standardize key terms and what downloads are and whatnot for advertisers and those that are reporting stats can kind of come together and and work together to get these the these standard like basically vocabulary terms and um, strategies. So. I'll read a little bit from the top of this uh, article. This is actually from Rain News because they did a really good job at distilling and getting to the heart of the matter. Because if you just read the PDF, which we'll, we'll also have link in the show notes, it's a little bit funky. It's like really podcast ad metrics guidelines. It's just a little dense. <laughs> and so this article kind of breaks it down. So basically, the article says, in an effort to standardize technical terms for podcast producers, networks, and metric analysis, the Interactive Advertising Bureau, IAB, came out the Labor Day weekend with a release of IAB podcast ad metrics guidelines. Podcast audience represent a growing segment of effective marketplace uh, marketable media, but inherit challenges of legacy consumption platforms. 
So it begins with a summary and then it kind of goes into all kinds of different specifics. But there are three key definitions that they found for clarifying this stuff. And basically downloading, online listening, and streaming. So downloading is basically for offline listening. It's the kind of stuff that you do if you're not connected, if it's, it's in your device, you have it with you wherever it is that you are. Online listening, but not exactly streaming. So it's sort of like progressive download type of thing, which is the majority of the way that podcasts are served, meaning that if you tap on to She Podcasts from our website and you happen to get through the first 20 minutes and then you go somewhere else because most of us will do that when we're browsing on the web, that still counts as a download, even though it seems like you were streaming because the entire file is delivered to you, but you don't know that while you are, that's how it's being delivered from the host. And then there's proper streaming, which happens from a unique type of server. And that type of thing is like YouTube, Mm -hmm. uh, things like that, or Netflix. So they have a very unique type of delivery system. So those are the three types of of consumption at a technical level that we are serving. And the majority of uh, podcasts are done via this downloading on or online listening definition. Mm Mm-hmm. And so these guidelines have been created so that the entities such as, like, let's say like Jess, if Jess uh, is working with three different clients and these three different clients are using three different hosts and these different hosts provide stats for Jess so that she can then, you know, have her reporting done for her, for her, you know, for, for the advertisers, then she will know that everybody's on the same page. And everybody is giving, everybody knows what everything means. So we are basically delivering the same type of information. And that's kind of where we want to get. And the IAB really wants to help the podcasting space do this. And they have stepped up into, into this uh, by delivering the, these guidelines. So uh, hopefully it, it will continue forward. But there are, it seems... Uh, at least one company that kind of wants to do it their own way, and they feel that the IAB is sort of like, eh. And um, it's really a challenge because if we really want to get somewhere, we have to have everybody on board. If not, it's going to make life hard for everybody. You know, when I first came to the University of Delaware and I would take a class on something that like, I relatively understood the basics of, like biology, I would start the class and look at the syllabus and start reading the textbook and go, why are they complicating this so much? It's like we all know what it like a cell is or what a this is and what a that is. And that's sort of how I felt when I started reading this PDF. I yeah, was just no, like, they're like, taking think- all the fun out of it because they're, they're really it's like they wrote a textbook and you're reading a textbook about not just the definition of a download and here's what you know it's kind of like i used to say that university delaware can make anything unfun and sciencey and that's how i feel about this pdf it's like everything i thought was fun downloads and da 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 so exciting and they're like a download is a series of events in which a listener presses play <laughs> and then pushes pause within 30 milliseconds of a you know it's like shut up all right okay uh do you know what yes. i mean yes no, I understand, but I think, but you do want get it from the other perspective too, of, though. Because of course, I understand. I mean, I, like, yes, I understand why it's important, but just reading it, I'm just like, oh, 
All right. I know we have I to know. define what a download is, but can we just keep things simple one time, you know? But no, yep. of course we can't. And it's tough because, you know, there are certain places that are delivering different types of data. data. Yeah, I know. And they also have and, – and I think what the challenge is too, and like Rob actually broke this down in the latest The Feed as well because somebody was asking us if we're going to have SoundCloud – stats for us, you know, because there's sometimes where, like, we publish, like, Libsyn publishes out to SoundCloud, Libsyn um, yes, publishes I know. out to YouTube and they all and have different data. I know, yeah. I know. And they all I have know. that different data over there. And then usually there's some of them that report back to us, like Stitcher, like some of the podcast apps, so that you can see it broken down in one place. But somebody kept asking, like, why not SoundCloud? Why won't we do this? And then part of the problem with the SoundCloud stuff is that they have a different system for totally different. tracking, you know, tracking listens. And they also don't, um, like, Lipson and Blueberry and Speaker, they've got like this, uh, a filter out there so that they really filter out nefarious or like bot type activity that might arise. So they are really able to filter out those numbers that keep coming up. So let's, let's do it at a really simple level. And this is a really bad explanation, but let's pretend, you know, you know, Isaac got a hold of your iPhone or whatever. And then he started to tap on just a one show yeah, over and, and over and over and, and over and yeah. over again, you know? So then there could be a service that, that counts all of that like as 15 downloads or there could be, and what Libsyn does for stuff like that is that they count it as one because it's coming from the one place. They understand it because of the IP address. They understand it from where it's coming from. Like there's all kinds of filtering. This is super, super generalized and it's probably not even technically correct, but you get the idea. There are filters yeah. that are put in there to get some of that stuff out. People, places like SoundCloud have different parameters around that. And, you know, there actually have, have businesses that have arisen around SoundCloud to buy listens. So it's really easy to game the system for SoundCloud and to really be able to get like more, right? right? And it's hard to discern what's true and what's not. And so for somebody who's who's really trying to deliver for advertisers and there's a lot of money tied in there, right? It behooves us not to support something that's like that, right? So that's like, and, and so it's a little bit of a challenge sometimes when, uh, and that's why the IAB decided to step in. And it is sort of like a third party neutral to be able to start to make better decisions from all of the different places that are serving podcasts and advertisers so that there's a consensus in, in the space in some way to be able to do no, this. I 100% think it's necessary. I just have to read the PDF with this voice. Yes, you do. Because it's very cerebral about downloads. <laughs> That's all. But I mean, no, it's definitely. And we'll have a link in the show notes. Now, any one of you ladies and gents that can read, what do we say? Maybe two or three paragraphs of the PDF in a really fun way, or you can give it a spin. We'll put it on the show. I love that. I was just kind of thinking. That's so weird. I was just kind of thinking we should have them read it in a nerdy voice. Well, and you then... can have it. You choose. You guys download the PDF. We'll put it in the show notes. It's going to be really seriously just like tap and download. We'll put the PBS in. If you can read a couple of paragraphs and send it to us in a, I don't know, take dramatic, creative, 
license. Yes. And go for it. And and we'll play it. You have so carte we blanche. Can, yes. To do whatever you want, <laughs> darling. <laughs> so. Oh, my God. I love this idea. Please oh do it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So I think that we've come to a close. At least a good stopping point. Yes. It's a good stopping point. And we just want to say thank you to Audio Editing Solutions, our dear, dear producer that was not with us today because he would have added so much value to us today. And he still is having, he has a great package and you can reach out to him. (laughs) (laughs) To, is it John Buchanan or just John or what? I forgot. AudioEditingSolutions.com. John at AudioEditingSolutions.com. So you can reach out to him because he's got a special package for just She Podcasters. Yep. Yes. That is all, I think. And if you have your feedback, email feedback at ShePodcast.com. We cannot wait to hear from you. No, we cannot. Thank you guys so much for listening. Check us out. ShePodcast.com, Twitter.com, forward slash ShePodcast, Facebook.com, forward slash groups, forward slash ShePodcasts, and info at ShePodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Gee, I hope it recorded that whole time. Let's see. It did! Da 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 da!